Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Trendle Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utah, the host and creator of Trendle Bed Tales. Find us around the web under Trendle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on iTunes, please leave positive feedback because that helps people find the show. And today's episode is 107, and it is the roving report from Wilder Days. Now, uh, before we get in, we have just a little housekeeping. So, so uh, with that, uh, just let you know what's going on. First off, uh, if you want to be a part of our show then you can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. That's toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. And uh, those numbers are only good while the show is live, You can listen if you just want to go somewhere and not be streaming through your computer, or you can use them to call in and ask a question or make a comment. I also, uh, if you want to listen after the fact, you can stream it on the blog blog talk radio, which is linked to off my website and blog, or you can go to iTunes and download it as an MP3 for free. So, uh, also, I want to let you know that I have a one program coming up in November that's open to the public. I um, had, I'm going to be, well, I'm doing a series of uh, one-room school programs, but they are uh, directed at school classes, so uh, you can't get into those. Although, if you have a one-room school in your area and you'd like me to come and do the program there, that is certainly doable. So anyway, my one open public, um, open to the public program this year, or this month, is uh, on November 13th at 11 a.m. and I will be at Tama County Conservation in Toledo, Iowa, and I'm going to be doing a long way home. Toledo is on uh, Highway 30, which is the famous Lincoln Highway, and they've got just this gorgeous bridge with Lincoln Highway carved into it, and it is worth a trip just to see that. Uh, Other than that, around Laura fandom, uh, we are around, and the Trundle Bed Tales part of it, uh, we are working on our Christmas program, our Christmas present uh, blog post, so if you need or have anything you're looking for that you think you should add onto the list, let me know. And uh, I also am working on my uh, end-of-the-year wrap-ups for the home sites. I've gotten going again on posting videos uh, from my trip or other places that uh, we're bringing up every Friday. And as soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to be uploading my most recent one. And uh, so be sure to look for those on YouTube and Vimeo every Friday. And I think that is the end of my housekeeping. And so we are moving on to our roving report of the wilder days in Mansfield, Missouri. Now, the idea behind these roving reports is generally I do a short report, like 15 minutes every night I'm there just to kind of let you know what's going on so you can uh, follow along. 
but that didn't happen this time. It didn't happen in either on my trip to Mansfield or my trip to Pepin. I had some tech problems in Pepin, and at Mansfield, uh, there were evening events both uh, nights, or two of the nights, so I really was um, going, I was getting back to the hotel room fairly late, and so I didn't do it then, though I did get a few Facebook Lives done that I was doing kind of a similar thing, so you could check those out if you go back on my Facebook page. So instead of doing that, I'm doing sort of a summary episode of what went on on Wilder Days, and I hope that you will want to do it next year. Now, uh, first thing, because as I always say, my purpose in doing these reports and videos is that I want to make you absolutely sick you weren't there so that you will come next year. And with that in mind, I want to give you a heads up uh, that I talked to a couple of different uh, employees with the uh, home site, and two of the four said that they are definitely planning on shifting the event to October next year, uh, which actually would be good Laura fan-wise because that way Pepin and Mansfield aren't back-to-back, and it's a little more doable to do both. But um, it Two of the people said, definitely, done deal, committed, no question. And two of them were like, yeah, I know they were talking about it, but seemed much much less certain. So you really, if you're planning a trip next year, really keep your uh, finger on the pulse of what's going on. Check with Mansfield, and I would check a couple times uh, unless they have officially done their big announcement on the date just to make double sure before you do anything like buy non-refundable tickets because you sure wouldn't want to be heading here on the wrong date. Now, as far as my trip goes, uh, the first thing I did was go two hours out of my way because I ended up going myself this time. Uh, it's, It's actually the first time I've been to Mansfield by myself. I've always been with somebody. Uh, so that was a little bit different experience, but since I was by myself, I thought there was absolutely no reason stopping me from my various stops along the route. So, uh, I actually made a totally non-Laura related stop, uh, which was an hour off my path and an hour back onto the path. And you will have to wait and see my video unless you were following along as, on Instagram as I went, to find out what that secret destination was and to get the full scoop. So uh, I did that, got back on track, and I had two other things that I had originally planned to do. Again, coming off of that idea that it was just me and I could stop where I wanted to. So I had wanted to also plan on stopping at Jefferson City at the state capitol. And uh, if you do not know, they have a Missouri State Hall of Fame in the capitol where the busts are, uh, uh, where they have busts of all the, the inductees. And that is actually where the Laura bust in the square at Mansfield comes from. It's a duplicate of the one they did to put in the Um, in the Capitol. So I wanted to stop and get a picture of that because I always talk about it and I would like to have a picture of the authentic thing. And my plan originally, and I probably should have gotten up and left earlier once things changed, but I have a terrible time. When I'm leaving home to go on a Laura trip, I I just can't seem to get going much before 9 o'clock. I don't get it. I get up earlier for other trips and get packed and get gone. Uh, and even when I get up early for Laura trips, I just can't seem to get out of here till like 8.39. So uh, unfortunately, that's what happened this time. And I thought, well, it doesn't really matter how long I take at my secret destination because when I get done there, I'll drive and um, I'll get to Jefferson City and get to the state capitol building, and I can go in and get my picture. And if it's closed, I'll just spend the night in Jefferson City and go in the morning. 
Well, after I made that clever plan, uh, they announced that they uh, were going to actually do quite a few things starting at noon on Friday. Now, the last time I was at Laura Days, which was over 10 years ago, I'd have to look it up to be exactly sure how long, but it was, it was over 10, easy. Uh, they did not really have much going on Friday. They did have the pageant, so uh, I attended the pageant on Friday night at that time. Um, but that was about it. It, it was, there was, uh, I think they had like the school children doing a concert in the park or something. I, I mean, there was really like not anything really Laura related going on. And so I thought, well, you know, I've got uh, this uh, thing in the, the evening, so, um, you know, I can I can hit Jefferson City in the morning, no problem. But that did not uh, happen because uh, I knew I was going to try and get there by noon. I didn't want to stay in Jefferson City. But I did stop by the building uh, when I was passing through, which is now in entirely wrapped in plastic they're doing some uh, restoration work on it I guess and it really looks like an unwrapped toy or part replacement part for an engine or something Uh, but I did walk up to where you could get in and I had not realized this and, and maybe this is true of other state houses too because it's been a while since I was even in the Iowa state capitol but uh, they have a metal detector you have to go through. It looks just like the the um, security you have to go through at the airport. So it would not be a quick process to jump in, get my picture, and head out again, which is what I had planned to do. So I that really decided me not to try and do that. I was hoping that maybe I could do it on the way back, but... Um, I, I didn't even try. Um, so that bumped onto my next list. Now, the other thing I wanted to do was go to the Columbia Hotel, uh, or the Tiger Hotel in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, Columbia is a real nice town. I've been there before. Did not know the Tiger Hotel sign was still there. Uh, so uh, even though it's no longer the Tiger Hotel, so I really want to go and get a picture of that. But it was late enough after I left Jefferson City that I really didn't want to take the time to go and hunt it up. So I I called when I was in Jefferson City and made a reservation in Lebanon. Now, Lebanon is uh, a place where I stayed on my second Laura trip, and it has fond family trip memories. And I uh, picked a hotel I knew was in there, and thought, well, maybe it'll even be the hotel that uh, we stayed in then, because it actually we used it as a backdrop on one of my our uh, one year's Christmas card. So I really thought that would be cool, and I thought maybe this was the same place. It wasn't. It wasn't even close. So uh, that was a fail. And it was the Super Eight in Lebanon, and I really I did a room tour. That's one of the videos that are coming up. Uh, but I there's a Hampton Inn next door, and I would go with the Hampton Inn. I have to say the Lebanon has completely changed from when I went through there and we stayed there before. There are at least two McDonald's. It has a huge strip. Now, it always was a tourist town, but this is, like, um, so much bigger and so much livelier just driving through it, a lot more activity going on. So uh, Lebanon, I think, is a good place to stay, but uh, maybe explore your hotel's options a little bit more than I did. The other thing I want to talk about on my drive to Lebanon, and really my whole drive period, when I was little, and we were driving down to Mansfield or any place else in Missouri, you could tell when you hit Missouri because the roads went to pot. They just got terrible all of a sudden. It was terrible roads. And now I'm embarrassed to say you can tell it's Missouri because the roads suddenly get a lot better. 
And even though my secret destination was uh, not really a happening spot, there was four-lane road most of the way of what I needed to drive on. In fact, I was driving four-lane all the way from the Missouri border till I hit Lebanon. Now, after I got past Lebanon, the last little bit between there and Mansfield, it was back to the two-lane, but they just, I was amazed. They just must have poured money into their roads budget because uh, I just cannot say enough about how nice these roads were. So if you're driving to Mansfield, uh, just you're in for a treat. These are great roads, at least for now. All that can change. So the next morning, I got up and I drove to Mansfield and again hit the two-lane roads. Uh, was uh, went through Hartville, which you know is a big thing in Laura fandom. Went across uh, the Gasconade River, which is what um, Laura wrote. Um, well, Laura didn't write. A friend of theirs uh, wrote a song about the the Gasconade, and it is on the Laura Ingalls Wilder Speak CD, and it's gorgeous. I just love that song. But we went over the Gasconade River that it was named for, and got a picture entering Wright County, uh, took a picture entering Mansfield, and uh, stopped at the um, gas station that's right there. Now, there is a four-lane road right by Mansfield, but it's a sort of slightly northeast to slightly southwest road, so it really didn't help me much at all coming pretty much from due north. Uh, but there's still a four-lane road, bam, right there. Uh, though both uh, MapQuest and uh, AAA, which, uh, and, well, actually all three, uh, my car navigation, MapQuest, which I double-checked with, and AAA all said to take the two-lane roads to Lebanon and then go up, and that was faster than taking uh, the four lane by Mansfield up to where it connected with the north south road and going that way, just for what it's worth. So we got there and uh, got a picture with the huge billboard they have there, which is gorgeous, and then went on and uh, into town to the town square where uh, was uh, busted, just sort of getting my feel at Mansfield. And as I went by, I saw that the public library was open. So uh, I turned around after I got to the square, went back, and got some gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. I um, got to, there was nobody else in the library except um, the library uh, person. And we got, uh, and I got all kinds of pictures. I wish I could have opened the case, and it was a bit unfortunate because it was a bright morning, and um, I wish it had been duller, but the light really came in there, and there are mirrors in the back of the case, so th there was glares on the glass. Um, but I got, got some good pictures. They uh, have a copy of Laura's autograph book, you can go through. Uh, you can still go through the notebooks of clippings. Um, they have three display cases, one of which is in the back room. So you have to be sure to ask about that one. And it's that third one in the back room that is still in the original case that is with Laura in the picture of the uh, opening of the library. So I spent quite a time there. And then I drove over to the museum, and uh, I was kind of shocked. Um, the road, I would have missed it if it hadn't been the nav for the navigation, because the where you turn in first now is to the museum. And even though I roughly knew where it was, uh, it's, the driveway came up a lot quicker than I expected heading out of town on the highway. And uh, so I got stopped there and uh, kind of quickly looked around, uh, met um, my uh, met 
my friend Vicki Johnson that I have known for years online, but I got to see her in person for the first time. And uh, uh, after that, uh, I was uh, there. It was a little before noon uh, because I wanted to make sure that I got over because they were supposed to be having an opening ceremony at noon. So I went over to the Rock House for the opening, and unfortunately it didn't happen. And talking to the people who were there sort of in charge of it, uh, it was almost like they forgot it, even though it was on the schedule. I was there. uh, The man from the Mansfield Mirror was there. uh, And you know, looking for some kind of ceremony, but I I guess they figured they didn't have time or interest or something, so they canceled it. Um, So apparently they didn't tell anybody they canceled it because it took us a while to figure out what was going on, but eventually they did. Uh, I also, um, before we headed over to the Rock House, I met the American Masters film crew who were there all weekend. And uh, they are uh, about 150 hours in to their filming. They are expecting to have over 200. And then they're going to have to edit it down to 90 minutes. So um, it should be, I I have a good feeling it's going to be interesting, but we shall see. And one thing that I had said to him was that uh, people from New York City don't tend to like Laura. Because in my experience, uh, there is a lot of, like, vitriol coming out of um, a lot of people who I know from New York City, if they talk about Laura, it is in a very negative way. But he said, oh, no, uh, that everybody he talks to in New York about it is glad to have it, and he doesn't think that's true at all. So um, I hope that's just you know, who I happen to be talking to and that there is Laura Love in New York. And uh, in either case, I think that this American Masters is uh, special when it comes out. It's going to be a big boost to the home sites and to Laura fandom in general, and I'm very glad they're doing it. Okay, so after I met people and talked and looked quickly, uh, I had to be – I had to get checked in to – Uh, the bed and breakfast I was staying at, and then get back over for the dinner. And uh, so I went back then, and uh, I was staying at the Stone Cottage Inn, which is in uh, Mountain Grove. And overall, I was surprised with how much you got – for a bed and breakfast room. There was a full kitchen. Uh, You have your own access door to the street. There was parking literally outside your door. Uh, There was a a grocery store with incredibly long hours right across the street. So if you wanted something, you could get it. Uh, And it really was a very high-quality room. There was a couple of weird things about it. But I did a room tour of it, too, uh, so that'll be a video coming up later. And it was, now I timed it, but I don't have the notes. <laughs> You're right in front of me, of course. But it, it was like um, between 20 and 30 minutes to get from there, uh, to get from Mansfield to there. Uh, you really want to take the four lane. The uh, two-lane, I ended up taking the two-lane on the way over the first time because navigation system and kind of following what it said. But I think what it spit you onto was the old highway, uh, which paralleled the four-lane most of the way, and it took quite a bit longer going that way. But it was, you know, going on the four-lane about 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Uh, They do have a McDonald's there if you are of the type that are looking for the nearest McDonald's and uh, restaurants and everything. And uh, I I would say overall I recommend the Stone Cottage Inn. So I get back there and I change. Now what I am doing is uh, I – 
this is a relatively new event. This was, I think, the third year that was the, the annual Wilder Dinner, and it is a fundraiser for the museum. And it is a dinner, and at the, and they invite. Um, so far, it's been actors from the television show uh, to come in, and they give a speech, and they had an auction, and they had music, and um, you know a dinner, and it's all in the high school gymnasium. And I probably, as a general rule, I, I don't know that I would have done it. Um, but it was, you know, I was kind of getting towards the last minute of deciding to go, and I decided in for a penny, in for a pound, if I'm going to be here, I might as well do everything. So I did get a ticket to the dinner, and there was an add-on to the dinner that you could get that was a VIP reception. And the thing that was awesome about that was they took a picture of you in the Rocky Ridge living room um, with Allison. But it was being in the living room and getting a picture of yourself in front of Laura's fireplace. That is the A number one coolest thing. And that really made the whole package a lot cheaper to me because I have considered several years driving down for their Christmas event for the sole purpose of getting a picture in the Rocky Ridge of me in the Rocky Ridge Farm uh, farm um, living room. So I got that without having to make a second special trip. So I was excited about that. Now, I, had, uh, I wasn't sure what to wear. And I must say, um, I would say roughly most people were kind of business casual. It definitely was not formal. I think there were quite a few people who were there for the Laura event. Uh, pretty much everybody at my table was coming in for the Laura event rather than locals, though there's some locals there too. And uh, so it, it was pretty casual because it was what people would have brought with them. But I really kind of agonized over what to wear. And ended up wearing my 1930s dress that um, I wear for in the kitchen with Laura without the apron and without graying my hair. Uh, but I wore my 1930s shoes and uh, my 1930s dress so I could get uh, a nice picture. And um, I think that really was a good choice. But you can wear what you will if you go. Uh, they also played Paws Fiddle there uh, at the dinner. Uh, so... Uh, all in all, I would say I don't know that it would be worth it multiple times, but if this is your time going to Mansfield, uh, you know, as pricey an add-on as it is, I think both the VIP reception and the dinner are worth it. Uh, your other choice would have been, if you didn't do the dinner, they do have the pageant on Friday night, so you could also opt to do that if you would rather and not have to. I mean, you do, there's still the admission for the pageant, but it's much less than it would be for the, um, uh, for the um, dinner, of course, because it is a fundraiser and priced along the lines of professional fundraisers rather than local fundraisers, if you get my meaning. So I did that, and that was great. Um, I'd come back to the museum for the reception, because that's where it started out. They had some gorgeous cookies, just just delightful, some horses and sunbonnets and uh, paws fiddles, and there's going to be pictures of that in, in an upcoming video. Um, I looked around the museum, you are allowed to take photos in the lobby area, and they had some of the things I wanted pictures of in the lobby area anyway, which worked out well. Uh, but you and in the gift shop, but you can't take photos in the actual museum proper. Uh, when you go, you pay your admission at the front information desk, which is also part of the gift shop um, checkout. 
uh, and then you go into a room where they do a video film, uh, sort of as an orientation film. I'm pretty sure it's the same one they had the last time I was there. Not 100%. They may have edited a little bit, but it, it was real close to what I saw before anyway. And uh, then you go around. It's kind of weird because the way into the actual museum itself is sort of like the, the door setup they have is kind of like what you see at restaurants a lot that they don't want you to see back in the kitchen. So there's the wall and you have to go around the wall to get to the area where the door is and you can go around on either side, but it gets you to the spot with the, the wall. And I'm pretty sure you can get through on both sides. Uh, so you go through there and that takes you to the uh, one big museum room. On the way out, you have to go through the gift shop. Uh, and they had, I would say it was slightly, slightly less room than the new museum. I mean, just at a guess, the way it was set up, it looked like. And they had not as much rose stuff as they did in the old location. You're not allowed to take pictures in there, but I did take some notes. Oh, and uh, right out of the, uh, right outside the museum, I forgot to mention, they established a monarch garden. Now, there's going to be a blog post coming on from me on that. I don't have it out yet, but uh, that's kind of a cool thing right outside the door. Um, they must, the food and drinks were in the lobby, and they said we could go into the museum, but they didn't really find, there was a group of us in there talking. And they really didn't find us until like a final sweep, which I thought was really weird. But anyway, um, we got over and got our picture taken at, in the farmhouse. And then we had to drive ourselves over to uh, the Mansfield High School, and the dinner was there. Uh, they also had some people singing from Little House in the Prairie, the musical. They are doing a local production of that in Springfield this month. Uh, October into November, so I'm really anxious about that. I, the thing I liked best about the Little House in the Prairie musical, the, the touring that opened in the Guthrie and ended its national tour, well, international because it had a spot in Canada, uh, was the staging, how they, the set design was. And I don't know that many community or local theaters is going to be able to match that staging. So I really would like to see uh, a local production, but uh, I'm not going to make it to the Springfield one. I hope somebody around here does one. Then again, got home late. And actually it had, it was kind of uh, not, it was kind of the worst night I was at the Stone Cottage because apparently the room next to mine was having plumbing issues, so they were doing something with a motor running fairly late. It was it was past 11 when they got done, which stopped me from doing, which is one of the reasons I didn't do the roving report from uh, there was because it was so late by the time there was not background noise. So I went to bed. Next morning, got up, got breakfast. The breakfast is included. It was a quiche or a muffin. And I hinted that the cupcakes looked a lot better, but uh, they did not care. It was a quiche or a muffin, though I did not ask flat out. Uh, I also ran over to the grocery store, which was open at 7, I think, both Saturday and Sunday. So I ran over, got some orange juice and milk, and uh, headed out, there was uh, the opening. They did have an opening ceremony Saturday morning. They also opened a special display in Almanzo's workshop. It was most recently the director's office. The sign still says director's office. But they have um, borrowed, purchased, found in the collection uh, various tools that Almanzo would have used, including a workbench. They have a picture of Almanzo's workbench. They don't know where it is right now. Uh, so I hope they do find that. And that was a fun little temporary display. You had to stop by 
the museum first and get a wristband before you could do either house or the workshop, uh, which was a bit unfortunate because the parking was right across the street from Rocky Ridge and what has been the parking lot for at least since the, since the early 80s, uh, which takes you right across into Rocky Ridge. So people had to go all the way around the farmhouse, down the hill, over through the other parking lot to get to the museum to get the badge, so, or the, um, get the wristband. So I hope that's something that they change going forward because it just, it's, it's an unfortunate start to the day. But I didn't care. I went over and got it. But I could see somebody with little kids or an older person when they weren't really expecting to have to go over and back again, not really being a fun surprise. Uh, so let's see. Uh, next we heard Paz Fiddle, which is always the highlight. They played it twice on Saturday, and I uh, listened to both times. Uh, I looked around the area, saw the folk the fiddle contest gets started. They had a fiber arts demonstration going with um, um, spinning wool and knitting and crocheting and all that stuff. There was a craft, there were craft fair booths, like craft show type booths, both by the Rocky Ridge Farmhouse and by the the Rock House, and they were different. There were also uh, food booths at both locations. So after the pause fiddle, I decided to, well, I looked around a little bit more. The FFA had a petting zoo. They have chickens there done by the um, Baker Creek um, Heirloom Seed Company that is located right near Mansfield. Uh, They, uh, so I, uh, Looked at all that, looked at the apple trees that they've planted to replicate the apple trees that were there that uh, Laura and Manley planted right after they arrived. I looked at the Morgan Horses. The Morgan Horse Association was there and then decided to uh, cross off one of my goals for the weekend, which was to walk over from um, Rocky Ridge to the Rock House. And I filmed that entire walk. So I'm going to have it in the videos two ways. One is that uh, I'm going to do it within the story on uh, high speed. So it'll be zoom, fast forwarding through the whole trip. And then I'm also going to post it as a video in real time. Uh, I walked over and I'd done most of the rock house before, but I kind of looked around there again. I had a real great visit, found out a couple more things about the Rock House, got a refill on my lemon shake-up, and then I walked back. Because I'd done the continuous filming on the way over, I really hadn't stopped to get any um, still pictures, and I also hadn't uh, stopped to get any pictures of me walking. Uh, which I like to edit in because I think it makes it a little more interesting. So I had to stop and get those. So I walked over. Now, by this time, they had uh, there was a lot of walking traffic on the trail, and they'd also decided they wanted to kind of make it a little easier for people, so they had golf carts. Um, even though there normally isn't traffic allowed on the walkway, they had golf carts taking shuttling people back over and um between the two houses, and I think they're going to increase that next year. It really worked well. They also had a people mover, which was a wagon with seats being drawn by a tractor. They had a couple of them. They were on rotation, and they were going from uh, the museum to Rocky Ridge Farmhouse driveway to the Rock House parking lot, and I think they might have been going downtown, too. Somebody said they were, but I, I can't 100% confirm that. Um, so there were a couple, and you could take your car. If you uh, took your car, you might have, I'm not sure if you had to pay parking twice. I think you probably would have had to. I don't know. But anyway, you could drive over also. 
uh, one of the things that I saw walking over and across, I wasn't sure, is you can see sort of the cement. Um, well, I'm not sure what part of it it is, but part of what they use for moving the spring, like Laura talks about in one of her uh, Missouri Ruralist articles, you can see that from the walkway. Now, how they originally had the walk done, the first time I walked it many moons ago, uh, you they they took you down a lot closer to it. This time you're on the top of the ridge. They didn't have any signage, so you have to kind of know what it is. And it was sort of in that first valley, which was kind of funny because I said to myself, oh, I guess you can't see it because I hadn't seen it going over. And coming back, I was like, I think that's that's the valley it's in and um, looked, and it, it is down in there. Um, so as you're going around the first big valley that you're just sort of skirting the top of on the trail, look down, and um, as you're looking at the valley, look on the right-hand side, and you'll see it, and that is also footage in my real-time video. Uh, another thing I want to mention that I had was uh, that they had a special purchase that was an entertainment package. And that gave you uh, entrance to the museum. And here it is. Uh, that got you uh, entrance to the museum for an adult, a choice of entree and side salad at the Tarot's which is the restaurant in downtown Mansfield, and a one admission to the pageant. So uh, that is $30. I got that. Uh, the Vaqueros restaurant was really pretty good, uh, and I, I'm not really sure about how the price worked out, but again, as I was saying, I was just trying different things since I was there anyway, and I think it was a, a fairly decent deal. I think you got a lot of the caros, and I will have to go through and um, double-check the price, but I think that was kind of a good thing to get if you're going to eat the meal. Uh, on a Saturday night, I went to the pageant, which has changed from having uh, – it used to be uh, that – they had to one side of the pageant, they would have old Laura and a woman who was unidentified but was pretty clearly supposed to be Dosia Holland uh, doing not, not a word-for-word -word recreation, but having like the only known recording of Laura's voice, kind of a back-and-forth Laura talking about her life with Dosia asking questions. And I really liked that. And they have changed that to go to an old Laura just sort of talking on her own. Um, she has got a desk she's writing at, and she kind of wanders through some of the production numbers, which is exactly what they're doing now in Walnut Grove and Smet. And so I was, I was sorry to see that change, but um, it's still a great musical. I like it a lot better than Little House and Prairie, the musical. They are such singable songs. Do yourself a favor and go to the pageant if you possibly can. And they make that easy for you because they not only have uh, these uh, showings, performances in uh, September, they usually have some in July too. So you have a pretty good uh, range of dates to pick when you can go. So uh, went back to the Stone uh, Cottage Inn did a little more video work, and then packed up the morning, carried everything out, and then I drove back to Mansfield and uh, came and took the four lane over. Uh, and when you come in uh, to that on the main entrance, the one by the billboard, uh, the road tees into the town square, and you can turn left or you can turn right. And I turned right first and then worked my way through my list of places that didn't need to be open for me to take pictures. And so uh, that led to the musical auditorium. Uh, so I got some pictures with during the day. Uh, then 
the Wollongong Wilder Elementary School, which I always like to get a picture of the sign for that. Next up was the cemetery, and I'm going to once again urge you not not to leave things. Laura would not like that. I, I really don't like to try and put opinions in Laura's um, onto Laura just because I think something doesn't mean she'd think it. But honestly, I am sure that she would not like a bunch of stuff left on her grave. I am 100% sure of that. So please don't do it. Um, if you really are wanting to respect somebody, you try and do what they want, not what you want. And it doesn't really make any difference anyway because they clean it off um, every week or every other week. So it's not going to stay there anyway. All right, moving along. I stopped quickly and got a picture of the former Friendship House, which was the boarding house the seals uh, built and Lauren Manley considered moving into for a while, um, but didn't because they wanted to stay in their own place, uh, and the service station uh, that uh, they owned. Now, they went with them on a trip to Michigan and on a trip, I think, out west. Uh, so they were, were fairly good friends with the SEALs who were uh, quite a bit younger than them. And uh, so it's kind of nice to, to see their their place. Um, once I got to the town square, I got some pictures with Laura's statue, that bust I mentioned. They had the bandstand. They have some kind of public building that they have painted to look um sort of kind of like the Rock House. They also have a tribute to Carl Mays, who was a professional baseball player, major league baseball player, who was from Mansfield. And uh, if I have this right, which I think I do, he's famous for having accidentally killed someone during a major league game. But he was apparently an excellent player besides that. Also on the square is the um, Mansfield Historical Society, which has some Laura stuff, but it's mostly, mostly focused on local. They've got quilts, um, all sorts of stuff. So if you want to find some more about Mansfield in particular, without what else they do there besides Laura, the Historical Society is a great place to stop. Also on the square is Nellie's, which is a, a little restaurant. I did not get a chance to stop in there. Heard lots of great things, though. And also the Weaver Inn, which was recommended to me by several people, but of course it was booked up by the time I decided I was going to go to Mansfield. And it is also, it looks like a bed and breakfast. Um, all right, then, of course, once I got past the town, town square, then I was in uh, the other place and can, or as heading towards the historic houses. First, I stopped at the house that uh, Laura and Manley had in town. It is currently owned by uh, the Laurengles Wilder Museum. And uh, I, it uh, hasn't been lived in for quite a while and looks it. I don't think they're going to have the money anytime soon to restore it, but I really wish they'd do something because it does not look like a happy little house right now. Uh, then I stopped at, uh, went on out and stopped at Rocky Ridge briefly, got a few more pictures, stopped at the Rock House, got a few more pictures. Uh, at the Rock House, someone had driven down the, the pedestrian path with their car. I have no idea what they thought they were doing. Don't do that either. Um, now, I had hoped to stop going back at uh, the Baker Seeds farm. They've, they've created sort of a little historic village there, and I really would like to see it. But by the time I left, it was raining, and I had actually spent longer than I meant to getting those pictures. So about 1230, left Mansfield, started to drive up, leaving behind both the Baker Seeds, and I also had originally hoped to stop in Columbia, but I 
that would have added a little, a few more miles to the trip, and so I didn't end up doing that. I drove back north most of the way through a storm because it was it wasn't a super bad storm, but it was definitely raining so that you had no question it was raining the whole way back up. And then I got back to Iowa and failed to record a very good satisfactory ending to my video, so I still have to do that. And I am working on uh, editing the videos. I'm pretty much done with the rough cut. I'm going to have to record a few more pickups. And as I said, uh, I'm going to be adding once a week at least. If I get everything, if, if I get ahead on my final uh, recording the, or final editing, I may go ahead as we get closer to the holidays. Uh, do twice a week on YouTube. I can do twice a week on YouTube. I can only do once a week on Vimeo, really, unless they're very short. Uh, so I might get ahead on YouTube to Vimeo, just uh, FYI. And um, that that is, was basically my trip. And I had a very good time. I'm glad I got to Rocky Ridge. Overall, I think that uh, the addition of the new museum is a good one. And I'm excited to say that I think they have some really interesting plans for going forward, uh, that they're um, more welcoming to new ideas. And it really... Uh, I just have a real positive feeling about what's going on in Mansfield right now. Uh, oh, one thing that I, I should have mentioned uh, was that one, the other big plus for visiting during the, this particular event is they change how they're doing this, how they do the tours, and you can actually go into the upstairs, um, not fully into Rose's. Uh, area, but up to the guest room that is on the top of the steps. Except the fire marshal came through and said, no, they can't do that anymore until they provide a second exit from the second floor. Now, they just had this happen like, like two weeks before the event. Roughly. So they really didn't have much time to craft a response. Now, I haven't confirmed this with anybody, but apparently, at one point anyway, that door that is above the porch was, and doesn't go anywhere, was, did actually have uh, some kind of staircase going up to it so that Rose had her own private entrance and exit to the house. So there really was a purpose for it being there, which I always thought it looked really strange, but I had never heard that before. But they're talking, at least some of the people there are talking about uh, reconstructing that staircase. So that may be what happened. So it may be by next year there will be a, a new structure on the outside of the house, but they weren't able to do any tours this time because of the fire marshal's concern. And if they would have ignored it, he would have shut down the entire house. So that was kind of an important thing to know. Another important thing, uh, I think anyway, now you might remember that I have, I had, you can't collect everything. So I'd want had drawn a line that I wasn't getting all of the spoons and I wasn't getting uh, all the, well, some of, of the little extra knick-knack things. And most importantly, I wasn't doing the dolls because that was just, it, it was something I could say, okay, it was a nice clear line. Then uh, I got asked to do a program about Laura Ingalls Wilder dolls, and that 
totally went out the window. I now actually have a program on Laura Ingalls Wilder dolls. And part of the program, I talk about Charlotte dolls. And for its entire existence, Mansfield dolls were the most accurate. If you looked at the dolls and you uh, read the description, the true descriptions in the books in uh, Little House in the Big Woods and in On the Banks of Plum Creek, this is what that doll looked like. For instance, uh, they talk about that they put her hair in braids and let it dry, so you would then take it out of the braids and it would be curly. And pretty much every Charlotte doll other than them has uh, braids left in the hair instead of taking it out and making it curly. But Mansfield had curly-haired dolls, and it really, I, I really truly believe that the dolls they did from the beginning to whenever they stopped doing it, which I think was fairly recently, uh, the last couple of years sometime, were the most accurate Charlotte dolls. I, I always told people if they want a Charlotte doll and they aren't, and they're taking accuracy into uh, account at all, because you don't have to. I mean, if you think a doll's cute, I certainly now own dolls, Charlotte dolls from all the home sites, so it doesn't really matter. But I, I would say that the Mansfield doll is going to get. They have discontinued that doll, and they have replaced it by a Laura doll and a Charlotte doll that are pretty much identical except for hair color and eye color. And it is now what I think would be the least accurate Charlotte doll. So I was really disappointed in that. Um, But they are very, very cute. And I think they would look a lot cuter sitting on the shelf than the, the accurate ones. So I thought that was kind of an important thing to mention too, and um, I think that's getting kind of, oh, uh, and my other discovery, some of you, while I'm talking about dolls, the um, the set of dolls that Laura talks about in the only known recording of her voice, there was a set of those made for Laura that are in the museum. Well, the ones that were originally made for Laura were uh, in the in the Ingalls Wilder branch of the library. Then they made a replica set for the museum once they had a museum. There's a set of those also in the Pomona Public Library in California. And I found a picture that I had thought was of a television station where they were showing the dolls out in California. Turns out that they had also made a set of those dolls for the library with the bookmobile in Laura's name. And I am going to have to follow up with that. Um, But that means there is another set out in the world. Now, in the uh, special horn book dedicated to Laura, the issue of Hornbook Magazine, uh, they have an ad of those character dolls for sale. So I'm going with the expectation that she wouldn't have put the ad without having at least one other set ready to go. So it is my lifelong dream to track down another set. So I will have to let you know. But I am very excited to know that there are now at least four known sets of those dolls. And with that, I am totally out of time. Thank you for listening to my summary of my trip to Wilder Days. And I hope I will see you again soon on Trundle Bed Tales. Remember to check me out on my blog, on YouTube, on Vimeo, and find more episodes like this one right here on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. And remember to always write in the corner where you are.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.